Bonjour. I hope that you're enjoying Crazy Train Podcast. There's been a very interesting theme lately with a lot of the women that I'm getting on the show. It's been like this boss babe thing. And it's not like I do it on purpose. It's just by coincidence. So a few weeks ago when I was at the LAX Fan Fest, I decided to speak to this one female wrestler who happened to be the first Vietnamese female wrestler who's worked for Impact, she's worked for AEW, PCW, she also had her own heavy metal band and her own cosmetic line called Hellbent Glam. Let's welcome Aviva Van, the Hellbent Vixen. Yeah, like at least I admit that. So what is your link to heavy metal? Uh, well, I used to be in a death metal band. Uh, the band was called Mocking of the Trinity, and I was a vocalist. So when I first met Viva Van, the Hellbent Vixen, it was very interesting because I've seen so many Asian wrestlers, like of different ethnicities, mm-hmm. but I believe you are the first Vietnamese American female wrestler. Yeah, the first Vietnamese woman. That's yeah. awesome. And what got you into it? Um... I've always been a huge fan of wrestling since I was a kid. So I, it was always a secret passion of mine. And I couldn't tell my family members because they wouldn't understand. Like, you know, that's just something you don't tell your Vietnamese mom. Hey, mom, I want to be a pro wrestler one day. So it was just a secret passion of mine until I was in college. And um, I was not happy in college. And I wanted to go after my dream. So I looked up the nearest wrestling school and that's how I got started. Where was college and did you graduate or did you just leave? Cause it's definitely not something. I, I stuck it out and I graduated. Uh, college was Cal State Fullerton for me. I just ended up switcher, uh, switching, switching my, uh, my focus to marketing, which is something that I love and I'm good at. So I switched to that and I, I love, I love it. I'm happy that I did that, but I stuck to college so that my family can't give me crap for it (laughs) and still went after wrestling at the same time well it's kind of interesting because in wrestling especially nowadays you really do have to do your own marketing and a lot of people just fail to realize or fail to see that so in the long run it's helped you right yeah it has helped me a lot and what was the first indie you got started with was it with rikishi or did you go somewhere else uh, my first school that I started at was Santino Bros. And then I was there for about two years, two, three years. And then I ended up training. At, I'm at, now at Knox Pro with Rikishi. That's awesome. It's such an interesting journey because everyone has their own journeys. Like it's, it's more interesting, like far more interesting to yeah. myself and also my listeners than some girl that sees an ad on like casting networks or wants to go on tough enough because it's cool. And I could be a fitness model. Yeah. No. (laughs) What do you think the toughest thing has been? Like when you went to that school, what would you say? Like, what was your feeling? Were you scared? Were you not sure what to expect? And Hey, are the teachers going to be good or am I going to get paralyzed or something? (laughs) (laughs) So it was really tough. My first day, they really worked us. Um, I think they're trying to weed out the people who actually wanted it. So they the first, the very first thing they made us do was run five laps. Five, <laughs> just for starters, okay? <laughs> but they, then I realized that they never made us do five laps again after that. It was just the first day. So I think they made us do a bunch of like grueling workouts to just see if like, if we can handle the pressure of how, like, you know, the boot camp style workouts and we should 
were definitely tough enough to be in the ring. And it was scary. It was hard. But I felt like the moment I stepped in the ring, I felt like I belonged. And so I stuck it out. I'm happy I did. Yeah, I'm happy you did, too. And I'm sure a lot of fans are as well. So <laughs> has it been two years or three years you've been wrestling? Because you're fairly new, yeah? Yeah, uh, it's going to be four years for me uh, since I made my official debut. But I've been in the business for about five years. And what do you think the hardest thing is just going around the indie circuit, aside from, like, the pay sometimes or not getting paid? <laughs> uh, the hardest thing is probably... Hmm... The hardest thing working in the indie circuit will probably be just, I think, just like working smart and not like hurting yourself. You know, you you have to like make sure you can't your body's okay for the very next match. You know, people don't realize that indie workers work a lot. We work all like every weekend and sometimes we work three times that weekend. So I think that's the hardest thing is just that. And also being away from family and you miss a lot of birthday parties and stuff like that. So that's another hard thing. I don't know why that wasn't the first thing I thought of being away from family. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think about my cat. Yeah. Like I really, I just adore him. I used to have cats before and that was like the big deal. Like you set yourself up for heartbreak at some time. Cause I had six of them. Yeah. I don't know how I did it, but yeah, but it's just one of those things you always miss. Would, uh, so now do you think your family is very supportive of what you're doing? Yeah, they are. They love it. They're happy. I'm sure they're happy that I graduated college. <laughs> hey, but they're, yeah, they're happy that I, 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 I'm doing everything that I can to be to be able to like protect myself and be successful in life. It's interesting that you say that because there's so many indie promotions out there. Now you're out there wrestling and actually trusting someone completely like someone you maybe never met before with your body and yeah. your safety. Yeah. How do you weed out those situations? Cause it kind of freaks me out. I've worked on some shows where like, Oh, well, and so-and-so is going to bump you. No, no, they're not. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, how do you weed this out? Um, I don't think it's just weeding like, I don't I wouldn't call it weeding it out. I would just like know what I can do. Like I adapt to what, you know, like if I know someone is not at the level of a uh, like I just know like if someone's not fast like you or someone's not um everyone has different styles, right? You just know like when you watch their work cuz what I do is uh, I like to watch people's work before I wrestle them. And that's how I, I get a feel of their style. So I'll know, like, what are their strong points? What are their weak points? Because I already know my strong points and weak points, right? So I just try to adapt to to their style and not do anything that would hurt the both of us while, you know, protecting the both of us. So That's interesting because it's such a, I mean, when you get guys like three or 400 pounds bouncing mm -hmm. around a ring, it's uh -huh. really a scary thing because I'm like, uh, I think like I'm between like 107 and 110. It just depends how much, like how many sweets I've had this week. And I've been really bad. So it's just such a scary moment. And like, I get the whole adrenaline rush and you're going to stick in this. You're going to stay here for a while. That I know that I could tell. Do you feel like you want to go to the WWE? Or are you happy? Like, because I know everyone knows you at PCW Ultra and that's a great company, by the way. Um. I am, I'm happy because I am still 
uh, living my dream as a pro wrestler, even though I'm not signed yet. And yes, uh, the ultimate goal is to be signed by someone like WWE or AEW or AAA, you know, that is the ultimate goal. But I try to just remind myself to enjoy the journey right now because I love what I'm doing. I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm I don't want to like, belittle my own career just because i'm not signed right now and there's a lot of great unsigned talent right now a lot so i definitely think the indies were thriving we're doing good we're well yes it would be great it'll be awesome we're like a dream come true to be signed but i'm trying to not like focus too much on that you know yeah, I totally get that. It's such a, I think the Indies are finally thriving because we had this whole downslope like for a little while. And then now we have the whole extreme wrestling coming back. And I've never seen these girls, like these girls are bleeding and they're freaking, they're gigging, they're smashing yeah. stuff all over their, like all over themselves. I felt bad, like throwing a chair at someone because it's not <laughs> a guy. I'm like, you sure you're okay with this? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Well, I'm just going to whack you a few times with a Singapore cane. It's no big deal, but you'll get welts on your back. Did you, do you ever think you'd go that far with wrestling? Like going to the point where like the Mindy Knuckles and the, those luchas from Mexico, they're bringing these girls They're These are brutal women. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I first started training and I, I first, you know, learned about death matches, I was like, I'm never doing any of that, but I ended up kind of doing it. So it just happens. It's just like, uh, I don't know when you just wrestle enough times, you're just like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> I mean, you girls, like so, some of them are, they're really pretty. Like you are, they look like models. And yet you have this photo of a crimson mask on their faces, you know, and it's just this, this whole thing where it's just, I'm coming back into this whole game now and I'm just seeing all these changes and being that you were a wrestling fan at one point, where have you seen like women's wrestling specifically evolved these days. And do you think they're overdoing it in some places more than others, possibly? I don't think anyone is overdoing it for women's wrestling. I think we still have a we've like evolved so much. First of all, like I'm so happy how like things are going for women's wrestling. But I do think we need more than one one women's match on every show. We need more. And we can go like people love watching women's wrestling. And sometimes like there are certain promotions in the Indies where the women's match get we get the most views. So give us more. <laughs> more what you, well, what do you think wrestling lacks nowadays? And wait, how old were you? If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you started watching wrestling? I was in third grade. So how old was that? Nine or 10 years old. <laughs> okay. So eight or nine years old when I started watching it. All right. Around the time I started watching it. And what would you like to see more of these days, aside from like a few more women's matches, which I think should happen in each show. What else do you think a lot of companies are lacking these days? Mm. Or that you miss? Um, I don't think I, I miss anything from back in the day. Cause I think that like, there's so much improvement for women's wrestling. So I like where it's at. I'd rather it be where it's at than go backwards. Um, I don't think it's lacking anything. I think we're just still growing. The whole industry is still growing as a whole. So yes, just more women's matches, like just push the women more. 
Yeah, we had um, was a women's tournament. It lasted like two hours. (laughs) It was nice, but then there's a deathmatch tournament after that, and Mm -hmm. um, I think the whole show ended like at three in the morning. Oh, that's a long show. Well, yeah, late. I know. I'm like, I hope the next show isn't going. But as soon as I hear the T word like tournament, I'm like, okay, let me just have some Coca-Cola or like Fago. Have you ever worked for the Juggalos for ICP? No, I haven't. And what about Lucha Underground, AAA wrestling? Have you done Lucha before? Have you worked in Mexico? I think you've worked there. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked in AAA a few times. Um, I haven't done Lucha Underground. That was a little I came a little after that, I think. Now I've seen a lot of wrestling matches in Japan, and those girls seem really stiff. Have you been to Japan yet? And is that somewhere you'd want to work? Yes, I do want to go to Japan. I would love to go to Japan. Um, I love their I love their style. And you know what? In Mexico, they're very stiff out there too, but that's just the, the culture and the way it is. And I think it it makes everything look good. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, getting back to the whole heavy metal thing, they call like people refer in death metal to Mexican death metal fans as satanic Hispanics. And the shows <laughs> there, it's true because they're brutal. And I lived in Brazil. Those uh-huh. pits are pits like I- I've never seen here or anywhere in that world for that matter. And, yeah. you know, it's brutal. It's like I- maybe it's a cultural thing because they're very passionate, and, like hot tempered and fiery. Mm-hmm. And it's really yeah. a whole other thing. So. Right now you're doing the wrestling. And then what do you have? I know that you have a um, a makeup line, which is really super cool because you yeah. are glamorous. Tell us about that and why vegan? Uh, well, I just feel like vegan products are probably like the best thing because I love animals. I don't want to test on animals and I don't want to use products that test on animals. So if I were to create a product, I'm going to follow the same beliefs that I have for myself. So I started this company right after I graduated college and it was literally right in the middle of the beginning of the pandemic where nothing was going on. There's no wrestling going on for me. I just graduated. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. Let me just put my degree to work and create something that I love. So I created like liquid lipsticks, but the most, the, my favorite thing that I created was an eyeshadow palette And I pretty much created a small palette that had all the colors that I've ever wanted in one with glitter. So it's half eyeshadow and half glitter. And um, after that, I just felt like I made my palette. I'm good. (laughs) I haven't came up with another palette yet. But usually when I do eyeshadow, I feel like I use like three different eyeshadow palettes. So that was the main goal for my eyeshadow palette that all the colors that I use in these three different ones, they're all in one place in one area. So it's interesting. Well, do because you say that, and I was just thinking of Tarte. Like, I use Tarte on my eyes sometimes, and they never put black or super dark brown in a palette, like a small one. Yes. Yeah. They never do. They keep it somewhere else. So that's why I was like, I'm going to keep black. I'm going to keep my highlights and then the blending color with the glitter. So we have everything in one. And what is your fascination with death metal music? Like, what was your first concert you went to? And what got you into singing in a band at one point? Because that's pretty Uh, badass. My first concert was, um, 
was a local LA show at the Black Castle when it used to be. I don't think it's around anymore, right? <laughs> I love that place. I love yeah. it. Yes. And I remember the two bands that I saw was Filled by Fire and there's one more band, um, one band that headlined. I like, my memory is not the same. <laughs> I forgot the name of that band, but I think it started with an E. Um, but um, they, uh, they, uh, yeah, that was my first one. Was Bill, I just remember Phil by Fire being there, but there's one more band that I want to go see, and I just can't think of their name because they quit shortly after that. But yeah, that was uh, my first local LA metal scene, and when I went there, I was like, you know what? I really liked it. That was, it was my senior year in high school. And I was like, I really like this. I really like the music, and I'm going to start going to more local LA shows. It's going to bother me. I'm going to try to find that band's name now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Of course, it's not Exodus because they're still touring. No, no. There's one called Exile. Then you have an Entomb flag, but that's a whole other story. Um, that's so weird. Yeah, now I have to know the band. Now, yeah, you don't really see, you don't see that many like female singers. I remember when Angela Gossa first came out in Arch Enemy. That was like the big thing that year. And you had like Lacuna Coil. So. Yeah. Who were some of your favorite bands? And I'm still going to let you find that because now I'm curious that you listened to growing up that inspired your um, your metal palette. Uh, so. Angela Gossa was one person that I saw that I was like, if she can do it, I can definitely do it. I wasn't a huge arch enemy fan, but just seeing her like I loved her music and the way she, she performed on stage. But I was more of like, I was more into like, um, I guess I had many different phases when it came to metal. Like I had my thrash metal phase, right? Where I listened to nothing but Megadeth and Metallica and Slayer. And then I went into a glam metal phase. I don't know why I did that, but I did. I went through a glam metal phase where I loved Dokken and, and um, yeah, Dokken was my favorite glam metal band. Uh, what else? And then eventually I went back to thrash metal and then eventually went to heavier stuff like death metal. I went to black metal for a little bit and I was like, you know, I don't really like black metal. I'm going to go back down to death metal. And uh, the type of death metal that I like to listen to is like old school death metal. So death is one of them. Um, I love Swedish death metal, too. So I love Unleash. I love Necrophobic. So those like those type of bands are usually the vocal styles that I try to go for, but it took me like going through different phases of metal to find it. So I just looked up the Wikipedia for metal in California local bands. So uh-huh. there's Alicia Entheos and Epidemic and Exhumed. That's all I found. Uh-huh. <laughs> As we're struggling, cause it's going to bother me. Cause I used to go to the black castle to see all the shows there. I think like yeah. you, you don't want to put a light on in a place like that. There was like so much crap laying down there. Um, so that's interesting. You had your whole hair metal phase with Dokken. Everyone always says like Van Halen or something like that. And how hard was it to actually put a band together? Because I don't know too many female singers in the area. I know a few, but not that many. That's it was a, babies. There's a million guitars. There's a lot of bass players. The hardest thing to find was a drummer. Drummers are the hardest to find and it's hard to find good drummers. So I think that like that took the longest. And, you know, drummers are the heart of the band. Without a drummer, you don't really have a band. I think my first uh, song that we recorded um, it's on YouTube it's called Wrath of She, Mocking of the Trinity, if you want to check it out. 
if you listen to it, we don't have a drummer. It's a drum machine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, where'd you find a drummer? Like, was it a local kid from Guitar Center or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I eventually found one. Okay. Uh, I reached out to me, but he was already in like four other bands. And it still works. That's usually how it is. And I don't know, maybe other metal scenes are like this, but I know in the local L.A. metal scene, a drummer, a good one, they're usually in like four or five different bands. That's just how it works. They're well, hard to come by. <laughs> it's the same thing in Europe. And I'll tell you why in Scandinavia, because in Scandinavia, if you are an artist, you can get money from the government every month because you're contributing to the um, to the arts and theater. Yes. So a lot of them like that were in Dimension uh -huh. Zero, Soil Work, Dark Tranquility, shared one member, but uh -huh. they're whores, these guys. Yeah. They, they go, they're all over the place in bands like Gene Hoagland. He's an amazing drummer. And then he's all over the place. Tim Young, I remember he was like in three things at once. And then he had the um, like studio projects because that's how they make their money because people are so busy downloading stuff for free because they're assholes. But <laughs> did I just I say that? Yeah. What is it? it? It was merciless death. That's what it was. Merciless death. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just another band I didn't hear. Did you ever play the whiskey? Like, where did you guys actually play? Like, I'm just curious about this. This is so interesting. We played at the Vex. Um, I don't know if you heard of that. That that venue only opened up to the music industry for a very short time, and then they like stopped having shows there i don't know what happened to the vex but that was a really cool spot and uh, we performed at the maidens of metal it was a local show thrown by angie she passed away um not too long ago so rest in peace to angie but she founded maidens of metal and she just wanted to shine a light on all local female musicians so that's when we first performed was on there we made our debut there and after that it was just like small bars we you know small small gigs it wasn't anywhere we didn't get to do the whiskey no <laughs> i mean i could totally see this and don't take this the wrong way it's just i love wayne's world i'm a huge wayne's world fan but i could totally see the whole tia carrera setup where like you're on stage singing you don't you're not playing bass but you're singing yeah and then you have these guys with their mullets like having <laughs> these fantasies with dream weaver or whatever dream weaver it's just i i totally get it and women in metal it's a very hard thing to come by and then especially one that wrestles as well and that's so interesting do you think it's a lot of the same fan base um yeah i think a lot of wrestling fans are metalheads and it is vice versa like i see a lot of metalheads at like wrestling shows and they come up to me they give me a fist bump real quick <laughs> you know i think it, it ties in together so maybe hopefully they'll have like a, a rock and wrestling show. I used to host, this is before your time, probably. Now I'm, I'm aging myself or dating myself, whatever it is. I don't really go on dates with myself. Do oh, Anyway, so um, <laughs> I used to host the Milwaukee Metal Fest and I opened up the New Jersey Metal Fest when they first had it. Sepultura was there, Raven, oh. Napalm Death. Um, there are a lot. Overkill played one year, but it was um, really interesting because you had like the wrestling in one area and then mm -hmm. you had a metal show. So if you wanted to see Sepultura, you better like go there and quickly run over to catch the main event and then go back over to catch the final song. Gotcha. That reminds me of uh, when I was on 70K, the 70K cruise. I got to be a pool girl there one year. And I remember like 
when we weren't working, we were free to do whatever we wanted. So I'm just trying to go catch all my favorite bands, but you had to like go from one stage to the next and it's like across the other side of the ship. <laughs> Have you been to 70K? You think I would be? No, I went to the one in Europe. I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. And you'll probably be able to understand this. So in Scandinavia, I went on a cruise there. It was Napalm Death and Tomb. Um, Lars was on there. He made the whole trip so much fun. And I was around a bunch of Scandic guys that were drunk with beer bellies, jumping to the hot tub. And just it was you're running like all over the place. I am. Um, I was sharing a room with my friend. She did. She was a fire eater. And I just, I couldn't deal with it. So if I go on 70,000 tons, could you see me dealing with guys that are just ridiculous? I want to throw people off the freaking boat. But now my lawyer said, if I did that, that that's like international waters, right? So maybe yeah. I won't get in trouble. So maybe I'll go <laughs> on the next one. <laughs> Here I am planning ahead of time. Um, if like stuff, I'm still friends with a lot of bands because I worked interviewing bands for such a long time. Mm -hmm. that I have that relationship still. So I'll probably go on the one next year and yeah. I'll rock my motorhead bathing suit or my metal blade records bathing Thanks suit. Up. Yeah. All I know is that I stayed away from the jacuzzi. I felt a little, I went to the jacuzzi for like five seconds and I started seeing like the look I was getting. I was like, uh -uh, I'm getting the hell out of this jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you what happened. You were in there by yourself probably or where there was like one or two people. Then as soon as you hopped in, like a whole bunch of these people come in and that's what yeah. happened to you. Yeah. That's yeah. That's totally what happens. I was and like, okay, this is, this is too much. I got to get up. So I, I spent most of my time at the buffet <laughs> and then just watching bands. That's how I avoided people. And then I had to work whenever, because obviously I was hired to do the bikini modeling for, for uh, the pool girls. But other than that, like I had a great time. I avoided everyone that I could avoid. And I also I don't drink or smoke. So it's just a life choice of mine. I have nothing against it. Um, and my roommate, you know, we got along very well. And we also like the same band. So we uh, I guess I was a good influence on her because she's like, wow, I had so much fun. And I didn't even drink. That's amazing. I love hanging out with you. <laughs> Yeah, I can't drink as much as I used to, obviously, because like with age, as you get older, you could hold maybe one or two glasses of wine for the week, then you uh -huh. are done, like you are spent. Um, in Scandinavia, it's a very barbaric thing they do, like they will drink at night. And when the bars close at two, you go to your buddy's house and drink till uh -huh. 11 a.m. the next morning till you have brown butter on waffles with strawberry jam. And then you probably go out later on that night to do fuckery again. So with the ship, it was okay. I didn't mind it, you know, and it's nothing against, you know, Scandic guys with bare bellies or anything like that. But um, it's just, this, you're just going there to watch bands. And it's very yeah. flattering that we, you know, we've somehow um, sparked your interest. When you were a pool girl, were you modeling for Kim Killa Designs? Was she the one yeah, that- I wore her designs, yeah. <laughs> Which bathing suit did you have? The Demo Borgir one? Which, did she make something special for you? Um, no, she didn't. I wore like the same one that all the other 70K girls had, but the one we had, what I did like was that she added teal to it. It was black, black and white, you know, basic two piece or not basic, but it was, it was nice. I loved it. It was made for a women's body. Like it just, all of us, we had different bodies and we're all different heights, but it looked good on all of us. And I like the fact that she added teal to it because teal is my favorite color. <laughs> 
Even yeah. though people probably assume that red is my favorite color. But. I was going to say, yeah, is it red or teal? But that's that's actually perfect, especially because you're out to sea and it's blue and it's oceanic and coastal. Yeah, so oh, there you go. Next year, I mean, I want to go next year. And I she's made clothes for me. She's made pants for me. She's oh, made nice. a dress for me. So she has my stuff. It's just I don't mind going back out there and rocking that stuff. I'm one of those okay. people. I have like no shame about my age and like what the hell I wear outside. I don't give a shit. You look great. Oh, thank you. so um yeah so it's just i i love her stuff now here's another question with vietnamese they like opened up a vietnamese place down the street from here what would you even say is good that's a great vietnamese dish and i love spices and i'm just asking because i figured you would know (laughs) this is probably the most difficult answer but i love pho me too it's so so comforting you know and it's good like anytime any time of the year and any time of the day i feel like but it's just good. And that's, that's my favorite awesome. dish. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. So what do you have coming up? And what's your situation at PCW Ultra? Do you have a championship belt there? Like, what are we doing there? Yes, I am a, a champion there. And I do have my next match scheduled against Sumi Sakai for October 21st. Oh, okay, cool. So those of you listening, it is the day before the, P- the day before XPW Halloween from hell, go see the PCW ultra show. And where is the show this time on the 21st? It'll be um, in Wilmington, California. Yeah. So you could do like two things that weekend and have the best Halloween ever. Cause it's not like oh, anything fun. else is going to be cool this week, this year. Right. Except the shows a, a weekend full of wrestling. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And you could even dress up an outfit. Well, no, don't dress up an outfit. Scratch that. Um, <laughs> I kind of get freaked out from that to this day. So are you at the, what appearances do you have personally coming up and where else could fans and people find um, you besides Google? I will, I got to look at, <laughs> at my schedule real quick. Let me see. Hey, we found that you, you found the name of the band. So you're quick with that. I can't believe that. That's so funny. I can't believe I forgot their name. <laughs> That's what I, I like. Shame on me for forgetting the their name. Black Castle, man. That place was like, it's legendary. Yeah, I will be in uh at FSW in Vegas this weekend, and then I will be in Monterey, Mexico for AAA and Tijuana for AAA. And if you had to describe your style of wrestling to people, what would you say it is? I would say very diverse. I can do it all. I can do lucha. I can pull that out of my back pocket when I need to I can do Japanese style I'm a huge fan of Japanese wrestling and American style I can do it all that's awesome I mean anyone that signs you would be very um they'd be very lucky because they get everything right there do you wear a mask as well no I don't wear a mask okay I like the theatrics so that's the fun thing with all the lucha is just the theatrics and all the heavy makeup and the boom 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 i uh, went to like a cool, few yeah. lucha shows so uh-huh. my friend made clothes on and it was so uh it was very flamboyant <laughs> for the most part yeah. so yeah. thank you huh? no thanks so much because it's been very it's just you see people at a show sometimes and you don't know you know what their backstory was but i knew there was some kind of interesting backstory to you then i saw the metal band and then the makeup and then graduating from college, I'm like, she just, she's not like one of these dumb girls coming off like some show or something. So yeah, or like reality <laughs> oh, shows. I'm serious. Well, do you have, let me ask you this. Do you, did you ever watch Tough Enough? Did you ever think that would be the way to get into WWE? 
I never even knew about tough enough until I actually started in in the business. I I don't really have like TV or regular cable for most of my high school or growing up. Like we just didn't have TV. So <laughs> I didn't know that that was the thing. <laughs> well, then you not miss you didn't really miss much. Trust me, this TV went downhill oh. <laughs> uh, quite a few years ago, I think. But yes. Thank you so much for joining us on the ride. Uh, will you be um, at LAX Fan Fest September 24th? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. I I have to, because I think if PCW is going to be out there, then I'll be out there. So I got to check in with that. This is where they edit right this part of the interview where there's a plane. <laughs> Thank you. And last question, is there anyone that you have not worked with yet that you would love to wrestle with, dead or alive? Hmm. I would love to work with Chelsea Green. I've seen her many times, but never got to wrestle her. Uh, Mia Yim. And who else? And I think I would love to have a match against Tony Storm. That's actually a great list. I'm familiar <laughs> with all of these lovely people. Would you ever I wrestle? Don't know why I usually go blank when people ask me yeah. that question, and then I say I don't know. I want to wrestle everybody, but like I always like try my best to think of like whoever pops up to my head first, you know. And are the, would you ever wrestle against a guy? Yeah, I've done it many times. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I think I did that mainly when I first was my first year of training. I was just wrestling guys. There was barely any girls. Yeah. And then that's when I had to learn that, like, you know, wrestling with other women, I had to adjust to wrestling with women when I started out my first year. Um, here's a question, and you don't have to answer this. It's just popped into my head. Do you have implants by any chance? Implants? Yeah. Like, a lot of girls, like, okay, so when I started to learn how to wrestle, like, you have to protect the sisters. <laughs> oh, you meant implants, because you yeah. put it in your face, and I was like, like, oh, no. I was trying to think of the right way to say it, the nice way to say it, yeah, because a lot of girls, like, some girls have busted implants in the ring, some girls are just really scared, like, do you find it, if, if you have them, do you think it's one of those things that's harder to adjust to? I have them. Uh-huh. And uh, I wrestle like if I don't have them. So probably not a good thing, but <laughs> but I don't know. I, I still do everything. I don't let it like stop me from anything. You know what I mean? And I've been okay. I've been fine. <laughs> yeah, hopefully like Mentor, one of those companies gets on track with female wrestlers and has this program specifically for female wrestlers signed or unsigned. I know. Yeah, yeah, they I should. Because you don't yeah. know what's going to happen with this. So mm -hmm. if you could throw out your socials for everyone so they can go look you up, that would be awesome. Uh, everyone can find me at Hellbent Vixen. And I am on Twitter, IG, Facebook, and TikTok. And Reddit, too, if anyone wants to follow me on there. <laughs> Reddit. I got to get I gotta get with this stuff, man. I'm telling you. Um, and what about if they want to book you for a show? And no ridiculous emails, guys, like normal emails. <laughs> uh, everyone can book me at bookvivavan at gmail.com well thank you very much it was very nice chatting with you and um, yeah thanks for joining us today for another episode of crazy train podcast and riding with us and guys don't forget if you are in the LA area October 
21st and 22nd, stop by the shows. Go meet Hellbent Vixen. She would love to meet you. Um, October 21st in Wilmington for PCW Ultra. Yeah. Stay crazy. <laughs> Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot. Send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!